What's happening, people? It's another episode of The Giants Guy. It's a podcast you love to hate. And I am back with all sorts of very cool stuff that we're going to talk about. It is week two in the DB Room Breakdown. I'm going to bring in the crew. We have special guests lined up, which uh, we're totally excited about because I don't understand why people want to hang out with us, but we pay them to hang out with us. So let's bring them in to hang out. I got Spartan Mike. What's up, Mike? I got Zane. Bang. What's up, Zane? What's going on? Belt guys and in the house. Let's in, and we're going to introduce um, our special guest who's going to help us chop it up today. The co-host of Third and Three Sports Guests. And let's put it a little applause together for Nikki. Let's bring Haroon. <laughs> Yay! Hi! Hi How are you, my friend? How are you guys? Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're uh we're feeling Giants football like like right around the corner, so we're pretty excited. Yeah, no, I'm super excited. I can't wait. This is really like where the football withdrawal starts to kick in, right? It's like July, like mid-July. It's like, oh my God, come on, training camp, rookies, you know, it's like let's get going. So super excited. And um, because I think the Giants are gonna have a better year than most people think. So I'm excited. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get all into that in a second. Uh housekeeping. Uh one, thanks for listening to another episode and tuning in to the Giants guys. Um, two, you guys are of course familiar with nygiantsrush.com. Make sure you're up there. Uh, we want to make sure we let people know we are partnered with Leonard Marshall for his ring of honor ceremony. Um, we are going to and printing a, uh, a T-shirt out that says Marshall on the back, Giants on the front, number 70. And we're going to do autograph version and a non-autograph version. So in that money, we're going to uh, donate proceeds to his foundation, which is about security on college campuses. So it's pretty cool. So if you're out there and you want a shirt, a pre-order shirt, let me know. Um, and we're probably going to have them probably by Friday of next week. So, and Craig, please, remind the fans real quick, we will have video proof of Leonard signing uh, the shirt so that they know that they're legit. Yeah, that's why Spartan Mike is here, to always keep me in check. Yeah, I'm going to bring him to Leonard's house, get him signed, and we'll do a little video to make sure you have that authenticity um, because I, I want everybody to know that they were actually signed by him and not me or my grandmother or something like that. Um, uh, last but not least is, guys – we last week rolled out Cordell Flot. We ripped it up. We got knee deep into it. Where each week we're going to talk about, and we talk about a lot of stuff here, right? But we're going to talk about the DB room. And um, I, I prepped Nikki on, on that. We're going to do Julian Love. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background, of course, on Julian Love. Then I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Um, one is I love Notre Dame football players. So he was a Notre Dame player. He can play safety. He can play corner. <clears throat> He's known for not allowing you know, much separation between him and the receiver. He's an exceptional, exceptional tackler and open field tackler, which means a lot to me because you don't see a lot of that nowadays. Um, he needs to work on his hands a little bit, tends to drop a couple of those picks that might be easy. But he was also a uh, runner-up for the Jim Thorpe Award. Um, and by the way, for you trivia nuts, 2018 was won by DeAndre Baker, which was a giant. So, uh, Zane, I'm going to kick it to you. Give me a little bit about what should we know about Love when he was a, like a Notre Dame player? Why did the Giants pick him? What did he do well there? Because here's the thing about Love. We know he is called duct tape. 
We know he's that Swiss Army knife. We know he can play inside, outside. He can play safety free or strong. He can play corner. He can play slot. He could do a lot of things. Zane, why was he even a fit for the Giants to begin with? Sure. Uh, before I begin, shout out to Nikki. Appreciate you coming on, man. Always a good conversation. Happy to have you here. Uh, the show can always use a woman's touch, and God knows it ain't coming from us. <laughs> so that is true. It'd be good to get your opinion on things. So Julian Love coming out of college, highly touted, had an incredible 2018, as you mentioned. If you actually move a little bit back and you go to any, you know, analyst ranking list, any mock draft, Julian Love was a consensus fourth or fifth best cornerback in college football. He was right there on like, you know, early second round. So he was very, very highly talented because of what you said. He could play man. He could play inside, outside zone, all this good stuff. Now in the NFL, I don't think that's translated as much to play inside. I think he gets cut up in the slot because that's where his 2020 went bad. Um, his, he did not have a good 2020, um, statistically speaking, because they had him playing in the slot. I, I, think I don't think anybody cut. played well in 2020, Zane. No, no well, you know, defense was, was the best year, year right? That was the best defense. That's when Patrick Graham had that top 10 defense. Yeah. He individually didn't do well in 2020, and that's because they had him playing over the slot a lot more. Remember, he wasn't playing outside corner, right? They had DeAndre at that point before yeah. things went terribly wrong. We had James Bradbury, who had his only uh, Pro Bowl season, so he didn't have as many snaps. He was rotating, and they tried to find a spot for him. Now, he's a tad bit slow. Uh, which is his biggest thing, right? He doesn't have top-end speed. He was like a 4-5, 4-5-5. So when he's on the outside, which he primarily should be, if he was to play cornerback, because that's where he was in college, he's about technique, instinct. All those intangibles we talk about, like I said, short field tackle, doesn't miss a lot of tackles. Now he's moved over to the safety spot because, again, they didn't really have cornerback open. A little opening right now, but let's see what happens with Aaron Robinson. Uh, But what you need to know about Julian Love and why is he duct taping, he's smart. Let's just get to the bottom line. He's very, very intelligent. He supersedes his athleticism, which is why he was where he was in college. He wasn't, again, the most athletic guy. He's not that big. He's like 5'10", 180. Not a big guy at all. So he has to use his intelligence, anticipation, film room guy, probably studies really, really well. That's what makes him so viable in this in this system and probably why he was drafted. So I'm going to show right now. It's about a, it's a, it's a little long. I can cut it short. It's about two minutes long. I'm going to show you. Um, what uh, David Deal uh, thinks of love and for 2019, because he had that spectacular rookie year. Let's watch this. Yep. We're back for another edition of Inside the Film Room presented by Sharp. John Schmelk, David Deal with you. And today, Dave, we'll take a look at 2019 fourth-round pick Julian Love, who really found a home at safety early in the year for the Giants, this time using his instincts and his vision to force a turnover. Yeah, you love what Julian Love brings to this football team, versatility whether it's playing safety, whether it's playing corner. He's a very intelligent player that picks up a lot of what the offense does pre-snap. This play, I put up his first interception on the season. This was at Chicago, both of our hometowns. I just put this one for strictly effort. This is a cover two scheme by the New York Giants. This is a typical tip drill. Swarm to the football and good things happen. Comes away with a nice interception and run after as well. Next play, Dave, Giants in a two-high coverage as well. This time, Love shows his range to get all the way from his position to the sideline to come up with the play to prevent the deep pass. Yeah, once again, the Giants are sitting here playing cover two. You see them deep. This is Julian Love right here playing that spot, playing the deep third. And the thing that you love about this play is you see his eyes. He's following the quarterback. He's diagnosing where he's trying to go with it. Once he sees that ball released, Makes a clean break for it. This should have been another interception, but a nice PBU on his part. 
And then later in the year, Dave, you mentioned his versatility. He had to play cornerback in Week 17 against Dallas, and he did a really nice job. It's something he did a lot in Notre Dame and stepped up at the end of the year. No question. And you're going to see him on the outside right here going up against Amari Cooper. He understands that he's got help on the inside. He sees Xavier McKinney on the inside, so he knows I can play the sticks. I can play the numbers. Watching the route, watching the route, and watch. Once that football comes out, makes a clean break on the football, gets his hands once again in the inside. That's once again those picks that you have to come away with when you're a defensive back. And, Dave, here you take a look at his tackling ability, but the real play comes before the tackle when he has to navigate all the way across the field through a lot of bodies, a lot of traffic to make the play. No question. When it comes to Kyle Shanahan, we know pre-snap, a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of motions, and they initially start with the motion over. Okay, they identify that it's man on the backside. That's why they're motioning over with it. So there's one motion. Here comes the second motion. We're going to move over to the tight end and watch Julian Love. I want you guys to watch him. His responsibility here is the tight end. So you got one on one. Watch him in the back end. Watch all this traffic go through and make a play off of this play action pass. This is not an easy play for any safety when you're watching all this happen right when you're down in the red zone. Once again, here's this other angle. I want you to put yourself right now in the lens of Julian Love. Watch everything that's taking place on this play before the ball is snapped and when the ball is snapped. There's the one motion. Here comes the second motion. You're going to see the play action. Watch him fight through the traffic in order to come up with a clean tackle and a nice play for Julian Love. Not many people can get through traffic and avoid Blake Martinez in order to come up with that one. And, Dave, that's designed as a natural rub route to create the open player, and Love does a great job preventing that. That's today's edition of Inside the Film Room, presented by Sharp. For David Deal, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for being with us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Woo! I love that. Man, I can watch that all day I was long. Say, can we just watch highlights? Because that's yeah. pumped up. Yeah, I, I totally love that. Like I said, a little bit of an undersized safety. What's one of the first things that David Deal said? Intelligent. That's what got him here. That's what's going to keep him here. He's extremely smart, great instinct. Right. Again, yeah. sure, he yeah, likes really. a little bit of athleticism, absolutely, but there's a reason he plays really well. The only downside so far is he hasn't gotten to play a lot. He's only played about 50% of the snaps um, on defense. So he doesn't get a big, big workload. He gets rotated in and out a lot, which I think will continue because I think he'll play safety. Well, let's, uh, Nikki, I'm going to kick it to you just, you know, to, for I'm, I'm sure, A, you're familiar with the player. You have your own opinion of the player. I, I, me personally, I like the fact that he is very versatile, but I like the fact that they went into this year and they didn't think, hey, Love can't do the job. You know, they're, I mean, he looks like he's penciled in as the starter. And I, I got to have a feeling that for a new staff, they must have saw something right away in him. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, that's key. We have to keep in mind that he has literally been all over the field. So he hasn't been a full-time starter. So I did bring some stats with me. So 700, this is since he's been a giant, 713 snaps at free safety, 401 snaps at slot cornerback, 367 snaps as a box safety, 188 snaps as a boundary cornerback, and 69 snaps as a linebacker. So you want to talk about versatility I think he is the epitome of versatility. So I, I'm really super excited for him, hopefully to get the full-time you know, spot. Like you guys said, it seems like he's penciled in. Um, 
And he's excited. He had said to the media, I'm really excited. You know, Wink Martindale is aggressive. I know you guys put that out, right? I think I retweeted that. And that's what we need. And I think this Giants defense is going to get back to that old school defense that we know and love. So I'm really excited for him this year. What's interesting too, Nikki, is I went to his website because he has a julianlove.com website. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first two things that I jumped out of me is that it has a picture of him and underneath it, it says cornerback of the New York Giants. It doesn't even say safety. So that kind of struck a chord with me. And then underneath it, it says, wherever they want me, I'm ready to play. So, you know, he's not being a diva. You know, he just, yeah. he wants no. to be on the field. So, and those stats are, are you know, spot on. Like the, the cat plays at numerous positions because he can handle the playbook. He can play, he can handle what they're asking him. Um, well, player quality aside, there's no question about this yep. guy. You know, he's he's uh, extremely smart, uh, and he's also a great team player too, right? And that carries a lot of weight because you know at this level, somebody that's that's versatile, uh, but you know has had a couple bumps in the road, if you will, or hasn't quite proven himself by year four to be that you know for sure starter. Yep. You know, if they had a bad attitude or something like that, they're generally off the team already. There's no question asked that they were going to give him that fourth year. The team loved him. Spartan. Yeah. Let me let me throw the wrench in here. Like we're just painting roses and we're we're like, oh, he's so awesome. He hasn't been a starter, right? He's a little undersized. He's penciled in. What's the other side of the coin, Spartan? Because the other side I'm of the coin is always this. And, and you know, and I'm not critical of the guy, and I want him to explode. No, well, next you got to got to say it how it is. Like it's not going to be very easy. He's not a thumper, right? He's not going to be. The, you the know, bottom line is this, right? We 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 always talk about versatility, and yep. Lord, the Giants have had so many guys over the past few years that you can argue are so versatile. They can do this position. They can they can do this. They're they're fast. Yep. They're great tackling. You know, they're, they they can rush. They they can drop yep. in the coverage. The problem is they haven't had a lot of guys that can do one job very well enough to the point where they can consistently bring it every week at that position. And while I look at Julian Love and I say, you know what, all the, I will say this, of all the guys who haven't consistently started for the Giants that are on the team over the past three years, he's that best non-starter guy, right? He has been there. How, but, let me, hey, let me comment on that, dude, Spartan, because you know why you're nailing that? Because the Giants for the last 10 years have been, let's stick a round peg in a square hole. Can we make this guy play this position? Can we make this guy play this position? Like, yes. Holy and you cow, see that the Columbia guys just can do that one thing. Positions, but they can't do it. They can't perform exactly. top 20 in any of those positions. And Julian Love hasn't done that yet, but I think he's a better fit in wing system, and especially playing quarterback. Because one of his Wait, biggest problems, you think he's a better corner than a safety in this? I'm, I'm sorry, safety, safety. Right. Um, I, I think overall in this is like the one thing that he kind of struggles with a little bit that at free safety is uh, if it's press defense, you saw that he, he plays pretty well. If there's a lot of field in front of him and the guy catched the ball and he wasn't on that guy, uh, then it, his tackling isn't excellent, uh, and it's very difficult to do that. Not a lot of free safeties are able to do that at a high caliber, but that's one of the areas that he struggles with. Uh, and you know, you would hope that he's able to execute on these tackles and not make big, already big plays, even bigger than they have to be. How about this right here? Sure. He drops the ball a lot. I mean, anytime he's got a, he's got an opportunity. You heard that on the highlight, you know, um, I just showed you three plays that he did well, but in two of the three plays, he could have had an interception and dropped it twice. You know, what's funny. What what, What do they say about DBs? 
uh, DBs are wide receivers with bad hands. Yeah. So, do you know, you know what's funny? In, in high school, he was a two-way player. He played no, offense. Oh, I, that's, that's still that's typically expected, though, with that. He was actually kind of good. He played running back and wide receiver. He was actually pretty productive even in, uh, even in Chicago. So the fact that he can drop open ones, like, oh. Yep. I've always said, you know, like the, the, if you can't play wide receiver, you play DB, you know, because yeah. you don't have the hands, right? And listen, and I'm not knocking them because I'm a, I've always been a fan. Um, Nikki, you gave me, a, I don't know, 700, 800 snaps you gave me. Yeah. I mean, there's, he probably could have had four or five interceptions there, a couple break, you know, broken passes. Yes, yes. But are you concerned at all that as as a starter, he just doesn't have the hands to be able to like look anything around Xavier McKinney, XMC picks the ball off. We yeah. don't see that out of love. Is that concern you at all? Yeah, of course. I think it has to be a concern, right? That's gonna be a concern for anybody. But like you guys have been saying, I do think Wink's system is really, really, really going to fit for him. Um, he has totally bought into it, and he is really excited. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just – I know Patrick Graham had a good year, but I have not loved our defensive coordinators as of late. But Wink Martindale, he's the one that can do it. Spartan, um, any thought to running three safeties high? Because we, uh, we brought um, – was it Dane in? Like, is there an opportunity you think that XMC, Love, and a third player would be on the field at one time? From the safety position? Well, yeah, because, like, again, we don't have great corners, right? They're young and unproven. Like, would, any thought of running running three safeties? I'll say, I'll say, I'll say one, right? I think Adoree Jackson doesn't get enough credit. He started off a little bit slow, and it wasn't really his fault. They kept putting him over, like, six foot eight tight ends. He's only 5'10". I don't know why they kept doing that. Well, um, but I think he, on one side, he, he actually had a pretty good season. Yeah. Oh, no, he did. But remember, the CB2 spot is a little bit suspect no, right now. Right? I'm just saying not corners yeah. at one spot. We're all wondering what's going to happen with Aaron Robinson yeah. or, you know, they signed a vet off the fifth. You know, we don't know. But on one side, I think you're okay. So, yeah. And the goal could be, Zane, great point. Somebody gets cut from the Saints. Somebody gets cut from the Dolphins. You know, you pick up another guy. But I'm wondering if for any reason they don't pick someone up, if we see potential three safety sets, anybody care to jump in on that? Cause here's the I'd, thing. I'd be a little surprised. I, I would be you a little would. surprised. Okay. Um, Why? You know, because I, I feel like the, the, the nickel package as it is right now, and correct me where, where I go wrong here, if there's any mishaps, right. Is it not uh cornerbacks? It's going to be Robinson. Uh, Holmes. I'm drawing a blank on the second guy. Adore oh, you're you're going to fight it out with, with Holmes and Flott. And and I, well, then I then I, I totally see Holmes being that guy early on at least, but then they're gonna rotate Flot in a little bit. Um, remember, he's Love's not the only guy that's versatile back there. So when you ask the question whether they're gonna, they're gonna drop safeties or cornerbacks, uh, a lot of these guys have played safety and cornerback, right? So I think they're just gonna figure out what five set works best back there and just kind of go from there. Because uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's Dane's last name? Is it Belton. Belton. Yeah, he could play safety too, safety and linebacker. So there's a little bit of opportunity to run with some bigger guys back there. Um, I feel, again, you know, be, feel free to jump in. I think it's Love's job to lose. No? I agree. I would I assume agree. so. You guys all agree. With that. All right. Cornerback, no doubt about it. So but at, the, at the same time, again, 
I think you got to watch out for Dane Belton a little bit. Lots of good rumblings coming out about him. He's really like another Jabril Peppers type, yep. right? He can he can play that box, carry the tight end. He's extremely fast. He can lay the wood, you know. Julian Wood can, but sure. uh, Love can, but you know Belton can. So I'm I'm curious, but again, a rookie's a rookie. I don't know how much is going to be put on, but I'm I'm very curious on what it's going to look like, right? What is Wayne going to do? Is he going to go single high cover too? What's it going to be? How, how is he, how's he playing this? So I'm looking at the guys in the chat, and of course, our our we got Mark Thompson's comment. Is that what yeah, you're exactly. Talking? I'm gonna park. I'm gonna pop up Mark's comment here. You know, from the Caribbean, always uh, supports the show. Uh, Nikki, just so you know, we have we're here every single Tuesday at eight o'clock, right? We've got Tuto from 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 Italy. And we got Mark from the Caribbean, and they both of them bring such great content to the to the show. I'm gonna pop up Mark's comment here and read it. it says I think we're overlooking uh, Jared Williams as a converted safety who could be a versatile piece, and who Coach Henderson has spoken highly of. I I hear that, Mark. My question is is how many are you gonna keep? You know, uh, you know, you can't keep you can't keep five safeties. It just won't happen. So you know what I mean? Maybe as a practice squad player, or he's gonna have to play out of his mind, Mark, to make that team with Belton Love um XMC in front of him. And maybe there's a shot for the fourth safety. I don't he's got an uphill battle. I'm not saying he can't play special teams either. I mean, I don't know if you anybody has a comment on that, but that he's gonna I think he's got an uphill battle. He actually did pretty good at corner in a very small sample size. He was actually one of their best corners. Um, so I wasn't surprised that they kept him kind of Surprised they're moving him out to safety. They seem to be doing a lot of safety corner movement. So I don't I don't know what that means just yet. Again, yeah. it could be there you go, like Chris said, it could be the fact that Wink just wants to be able to put you in a, a place and you need to just be comfortable uh for that play or, or that package, or that you know, they just didn't feel like he could play that corner since A Rob seems to be given every chance right now. I mean, it's his job to lose on the outside too. I don't see anybody outside of him getting looks at, you know, CB two. And so, uh, again, can I add something real quick too? I feel oh, like a lot please. of these guys in the defensive backs are, uh, they, they're each on their own bell curve, right? They can either, you know, boom, succeed or yep. bust. And this is kind of the proven year. I just feel like um, uh, Jaron Williams bell curve is a little shifted back right now. So I, I just don't think they're expecting much. He'd have to do a lot to prove himself. He's got to consistently do it. He can't just have like, you know, Two good preseason games. He would literally have to force the entire training camp to earn that spot. All right. So we chopped him up pretty good. 23 minutes. We've just talked about it. Uh, guys, next week. Uh, so we've covered Flot, who's got a chance to get some some starting time. We covered, uh, I think, unless you guys have any final comments and you want to talk about it. Right now, one is, I think the job is penciled in for love. It sounds like, as Nikki said, he's got a lot of snaps at a lot of different positions. So for any reason... And, and again, you looked at the uh, highlight that I ran. He played corner versus Dallas because they needed him to. So in a pinch, in a pinch, right, he could become your fifth corner, right? And, so and that's, that's important, right? Adoree Jackson always gets hurt. So for three or four games, you might see Julian Love have to pop out and be your CB2 regardless or your CB1. Exactly. So one is he's not going anywhere. Two, there's a good chance he's the starting. And I don't even know. I will say this. I will cry naive if Wink runs a strong and a free or he runs two equal frees. I don't know if you want to uh, calculate it down all the way down to free and strong, but he's going to be punceled in as the starter. Um, and I think it's it's a new day, right? We got a new 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 defensive coordinator who loves pressure. And who knows? Maybe, he's, you know, loves not overly fast. You're not going to see him blitzing off the corner, but maybe someone else. Um, I think the Giants are in good hands. 
They're going to be tested a lot. How do we get, how do we, you know, give those guys a break in the backfield? Well, we've got, this is probably the best pass rush we've had, you know, in, in years. So um, getting to the quarterback will give those guys a little bit of a reprieve. Um, bah, bah, bah. All right. So I, I, I didn't want to talk about this because it's so polarizing every single week. And I'm going to throw this at you. I didn't tell you guys we were going to talk about this, but it's the elephant in the room for me because it's underneath my skin. It's making me crazy. Um, and if you haven't seen it, and I don't normally, don't normally talk, there's two guys, Nikki, we don't normally talk about on a regular basis, and that's Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. We'll do a little bit of it, but it's... Before you shift gears, before yeah, oh, you shift gears on, on the thing that's bothering you, um, contract year for Julian Love, don't forget that. Always it makes a difference. contract year, uh, right? It makes a difference. Yeah, that little extra everything you get from him, <laughs> right. you got to get that next one. Yeah. It's an audition, right? So it makes a little bit of difference. So I expect his his best. Yeah, I'm looking just through like definitely uh, work on his hands. He can play man. He can play. He can you know like you just said. He can play bump and run in hand. He can play in space. Um, it's just so funny how DeAndre Baker wins the the Thorpe trophy and then gets booted off the team. It's pretty fun. Let's not, let's not talk about him. So what's going to end up happening? <laughs> is they're, going to move, they're going to move XMC a lot. XMC again, to me is your version of the honey badger. He's your Tyron Matthew where oh, you can move him around great. a lot and do a lot with him. So when he does that, boom, Julian Love is your free safety. Yep. When XMC needs to go drop back, boom, Julian Love can move down a little bit into the box. Move. So it'll, he'll get plenty of snaps. And and for anybody who does, is not overly familiar with his work, I'll leave you with these two statements. One, he's an exceptional open field tackler. And I and like almost like Aaron Ross was back in the day, he's an exceptional open field tackler, which I love. And he doesn't allow a lot of separation between him and the receiver. Guys that are that Julian Love are covering, they don't break free and run down the field. He's always, even if he's a step behind, to Zane's point, He's not straight line fast, so he may be a step behind, but he's got he's got a pretty good uh, first step to the ball. He's always around the receiver. You're not going to see Julian Love getting burnt a lot on one-on-one. Um, I think you're in good hands. Um, yes, everybody agree? Or does anybody yeah. have like – someone have maybe like skeletons in the closet on Julian Love and like, oh, did you know this? Ah, like, like Nikki, are you going to come with something like, but did you know this? <laughs> no, I think it's actually for once, this is a good problem to have, right? Oh, we got all these like versatile guys and who, you know, we haven't had this in a really long time. So I'm pumped for it. Let's but now, it. now, now to put him down a little bit, right? Let's put him down a little bit because it's got to be both sides of it. He does give up a lot of completions. Like he does give up over 70%. He gives up yards. If you target him, he's going to give it up. So there's a reason he potentially hasn't been a starter yet. And there's a reason he fell to the fourth just a little bit. So can he succeed? Absolutely. Am I rooting for him? 100%. Is he perfect? Not at all. There's a reason he's not starting yet, right? It's year four. He would have been starting if he was that good already. I like Giants fans. We got a lot of lot of defensive back players that are on the fence right now. Yeah. I have a a lot of maybes, right? We got a lot of babies, but you know, we also got like the Darnay Holmes of the world and whatnot. And look, I'm I'm a little worried about defensive back. There's no doubt about it. But I do think that we have a lot of guys that are on the fence, and I, I suspect a couple of them could make it over that hump. And if they could do that, then we pretty much have a set secondary minus you know one one for real shutdown corner. 
But yeah. I like the direction that this this is going. Well, I, let me put a bow on it this way. Don't have extremely high hopes for, you know, this knockdown, shutdown defensive backfield this year. We're going to cover everyone on the roster. Uh, next week, we will cover um, Robinson. If you Okay. Um, we're going to dig into Robinson next week. Um, but just to put a bow on it, look, they're, they're young. They're inexperienced. Um, they're versatile. They're going to get picked on. Okay. If they finish top top twenty, I'm perfectly happy with our defensive yeah. back. Yes, we'll this, this this specific year, uh, this what's up, Dash? Um, this specific year is all about the pass rush, giving the the youngsters, you know, the kids <laughs> a little bit of reprieve. You know what I mean? They don't have to be awesome in 2022. 2023, they're gonna have to be awesome. But for this year, it's about what's, the pass what's rush. gonna have to be pretty awesome to to get them to return. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say he might not even be here. <laughs> yeah, he won't be here in 2023. So. We'll All see. Right. Let's keep moving on because I gotta I gotta bring this up. All no. right, Daniel Jones talk. Ready, go. No, opposite, totally opposite. I got Daniel nothing. Jones we are not doing, yeah, we are not doing Jones except for like, I don't know, the beard thing just definitely caught me off guard. Davis but, Webb. Um, okay. You uh oh, you know what? I do want to do this side note. Wanna give a shout out to um uh Tommy G. Uh, Tommy G has an opportunity in front of him. Tommy G was with us for a little while. Um, he's going to have his own show to, uh, called Tommy's Takes nice. uh, on the Giants uh, Country Podcast. We want to give him a, a shout out and a pound for that. So thanks, uh, Tommy G, for everything you contribute to the NY Giants Rush fam. All right. So I wanted to uh, kind of wait till the show to got, let everybody know what Tommy's doing. Tommy's Takes, definitely follow him and check that out. And we're like super stoked that he's uh, – going to get that cool opportunity to do his own thing so um if you haven't already reached out to him congratulate him and if you follow tommy g just reach out and you know give him a little pound um all right today just raise your hand if you saw a bunch of saquon barkley training videos oh i didn't did you release you guys, you guys oh. suck um, <laughs> all right i do so you guys there is like four or five Saquon Barkley videos out there today about some kind of training session he's doing, right? And it's basically working on footwork, right? It's got a bag. He's lined up behind the bag. Actually, it starts off with him on a line. And it's like, it's a left, right, left, right, left, right. A bunch of muscle memory, horizontal, uh, you know, lateral movement. And then he takes up. And then the next one is there's a bag in front of him. And he's left, right, left, right, left, right. Bunch of, you know, uh, uh, lateral movement. And he takes up. And, and I want to stick a, you know, a pen in my eye socket because like we all know that he's, you know, a, a lateral back. We need him to hit the hole hard and fast, maybe put a shoulder into a linebacker and get a first down or a touchdown or run behind the guard. Like, and here he is like, and I like Saquon Barkley. I'm not a Saquon Barkley hater at all. I want to see this cat do well. Come back, get paid, go to Super Bowl, whatever it is. But man, pumping out a bunch of videos, watching him like juke behind the line, just as a loss of three yards to me. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's killing me because all we need Saquon Barkley to do is hit the hole as hard and fast as you can, and just for the once in God's green earth, drop a shoulder on a linebacker with those humongous quads that you have. Just drop some power on somebody and get a first down or or bounce to the second level, get a touchdown. I don't want to see this 
shifting back and forth thing. Like we've seen that. But but in all fairness, that's who he is. How much do you want him to change his game? He was that coming out of college. He's that in the NFL. Because that square round hole conversation, right? You got to use him as he is. If you want him running up the gut like Elliot, that's not happening. If you don't want him to dance, he's gonna dance. He's gonna bachata. He's gonna solve. He's gonna do all of that back there because that's what he does. So what's gonna end up happening now is, and I think this is a big thing we talked about last year. He played scared. Right. Yeah. Confidence was down and you could see it. He didn't want to get touched. He broke a handful of runs to the outside. He saw someone coming. He didn't go forward. He went right out. I was like, no, don't touch. You know, me. So look, ACL, MCL injury. Yeah. It's on your mind, right? It's on yep. your mind. Two years removed. Yep. Every running back in the national football league, there's, it, there's only 1800 guys in the league. It's the most elite job on the planet outside. Maybe a Navy SEAL. And you got to, in the NFL, you still have to run between the tackles. You cannot say, ho, ho, coach, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I, I only go that way. It just can't happen. You got to have a back that runs between the tackles at some point and get tough yards. Sure, but at the same time, when you don't have a Will Hernandez or Nate Soldier blowing up on every freaking Yeah, play I know. Hand, it's, the line, it's the line, too. It's the line. It'll be okay. Yeah, I think a lot of his dancing was I got to dance. I'm gonna get smacked. Yeah, I know. I think so. Look, I think this new line is gonna help solidify the run game. I feel better about this line than I have in a long time. Right? Don't you guys? Yeah. Now you know, absolutely, especially a tackle, and that's what more important than guard. You know, I'm not saying I don't care who's a guard, but we can suffice with average guards. Um, we can't suffice with average tackles. No. I, I just tweeted out about PFF. And again, take that with what you want. I don't live and die by it. It's just a metric, right? It's a metric. Use it how you want. But they actually did a ranking of O-lines towards the end of the year and going to 2022. Where do you think they're going? And they had the Giants go from 30 to about 18. And guess 18. what? I'll take that in a heartbeat. I'll take you're that in a heartbeat. 18, yeah. Yep. That's right where I need them. That middle of the pack, that's yeah. all you need to be a competent, sufficient offense. You could win with that. Now, if you can't win with that, then it's 100% your quarterback. 100%. Uh, it's the quarterback. <laughs> we have a quarterback issue. Yeah. I'm 100%. sorry. You guys don't talk about that here. No, no, no. We talk no, about uh, oh, oh, I, I want to hear, I want to hear your thoughts on this now. Yeah. Come on. Now, you, now you've opened the can. Uh, we, get tired, we get tired of listening to each other. We, we want to hear you talk. Well, time out. Just listen to me one more time. Can I say one last thing about Saquon real quick? I, I, we're, we're talking about, you know, he's a shifty running back. That is his strength. He's not going to automatically turn to Derrick Henry. That's very hard for running backs to change their game style. It's almost, it's not going to happen. You can pretty much write that one off. My problem with Saquon, and I look, I mean, if he has a great year, then so be it. Then I'm all good with it. But he, the, the, the shifty running back play doesn't translate very well in the NFL. It did his rookie year because he did it so well. Uh, but I, I don't think that's ever coming back. He's been injured multiple times uh, in with, with his legs. You know, it, we, we always talk about that's his uh, value set, the shiftiness. It's not there anymore. And I don't think that's going to come back after recovering from all the injuries he's had the last few years. So I just wanted, I just wanted to get that in there. Spartan, make sure when we're done. And all you folks out there, all you guys in the chat room, look it up. It's um, um, I'm telling you, I, if I had an ice pick, I would have stuck it in my eye socket because I was like, you've used it twice now, Craig. You can't, you can't stick toothpicks. The, first, the first time it was a pen. It was a pen. Oh, it was. He doesn't have two eyes, right? He's got two eyes, so if he wants to see, go blind. 
See, Zane's got my back. There we go. Um, Pen in this side, toothpick in this one. Something just because I don't want to see that. It's unnecessary. You're just showing me fluff. You don't you know want what to I mean? see it when it doesn't work, but when it works, you love it. That's just what it is, right? It's in the cards. When oh, it yeah. works, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I'll God. be very happy. I'm freaking happy. happy. I'm right? happy to, Zane. You know me. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And on, on top, no one's saying we don't want to see it happen to him break. We're just saying that. Right. He needs to be, he needs to, you know what? I'm at the point this, make him Matt Forte and throw balls out of the backfield to him if he's oh, not going to run Forte between the Matt Forte was so good. People oh, forgot all yeah. about Matt Forte. See, my old, my, old, my old ass can bring some, some, uh, you Matt know. No, how old are you? No. I am, I am 25 years older than you. He is. Craig, Craig. Show her the hair. Show her the hair, Craig. Wait, how old? Show her the hair. No. What? No, you got great hair. Look, look at that. that. Look at that luscious. It's it luscious. is. Look, look at that. Flow, That's great you look like uh, you're in flock of seagulls. It's your best quality. Wait a minute. You just did. Like, before <laughs> you're 26 <laughs> and you know flock of seagulls. How do you know flock you're of 26? seagulls? 26? Sparks 26. I, I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. No. No, I'm like, I'm like 60. Um, no, you're not. So, okay. Before I open up this can on Daniel Jones, um... I did want to say um, that listen, I, I want him to succeed. I think Zane, again, I dropped the Matt Forte thing that he's going to definitely catch more, more balls out of the backfield than he ever has, right? And we're, we're all cool with that. Yeah. We're still going to need somebody to run between the tackles, and he's still, you know, the guy. So at some point, like, you know what? Show me the nice flashy video. He looks great. I still just want to see. I've even said it. One time, run right up the gut behind the guard, Drop a shoulder on a linebacker, and you'll never hear me say another thing. Just he show tried. me you can. You but can he run tried. With... No, those it, plays yo, got blown who up. Are, I mean, what do you guys guards, not understand me about this? Who are running behind? This year. This he year. tried. Yeah, he he, he really will. tried. He played yeah. scared, and he had a horrible. That offensive line was ranked what thirty, number thirty or thirty-one. Work. He they tried. Thirty in the last he four absolutely years. Absolutely tried. Like, I don't care what it was. Right. Right. Ball said they were dead last trash because I saw. Yeah, it. they were it trash. Crazy. And look, from a oh. woman's point of view, I have seen some Saquon Barkley workout videos and his shirts off. I don't mind. You keep them running. <laughs> That's fine for me. But he he tried, and he was definitely scared. I. You know, I don't. He's going to be a million times better this year. Yeah, simply because look, the O line is Glowinski. He's going to be good, right? He's yeah. a pro. You know who it is. Let's see what happens with Lemieux. If that's the guy that the new regime has pegged, even though he's an old draft pick, that tells you something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there, right? I'm. I have no idea what Feliciano is going to be, but he's there, so we will see. But your tackles, you got to be super excited about. The fact that you have a competent offense now, you won't run a Jason Garrett type offense. It doesn't oh fit safe on Okay. All right. All right. Then let's do this. Let's do this. Let's this do is it. Where, this is where the rubber hits the road. Spartan, starting with you, it's a yes or no answer. Are you paying him next year? I'm not, I, I, I'm not giving you yes or no. I'll pay him if it's reasonable and he has a good season. Yeah, pay that's the answer. Him. But you know it's not going to be reasonable. He's going to deserve a humongous payday. No. Why? How, how do you know his stats? You, you tell him, him you should. He's not. He's not. He's not taking anything less than what Chubb got two years ago. So that was a good I, deal. The Chubb deal was a good deal. Fine, that's fine. Give him the Chubb deal. So, so Zane, you're gonna. So if he has a good year, you're paying him. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, we have cap space. If he's a good player, why would I let him go? For what? Because running back, running back, positional value is right. But I'm not giving, and we talked. About, I'm not giving him a six-year deal. 
I'll give him a three-year deal, even a four-year max. I'll front-load it because he'll get his money. He'll be happy. Give him more guarantee, whatever, right? I'll just front-load and give him more guarantee. Four, I just don't want him on the belt. I don't four want him years. Belt. He may never see those four years. Nikki, you he'll pay him three, though. He's, he's not 39, right? Like, he'll see three years out of that. I think he'll be fine. Nikki, you going to pay him? If he has a good year? Yeah, I'm paying what's him. Good, okay, what's a good year? Yeah, no. Oh, obviously, nothing like last year. Then I wouldn't pay him. But, you know, we have to see... Yeah, we, we got to see him like back to form, but I, I don't, you know, no, I would not do six years. That's crazy. No way. But so he's, he, there, I can't see offering him anything more than a three year deal. I, I, I could go with three. Yeah. yeah. I'll uh, go with three. What about 12, 12, six, and 10, right? 1,200 rushing, 600 receiving, 10 touchdowns. What are your thoughts? What are you doing with that? 1,800 all purpose, 10 touchdowns. That's a thumbs down. You don't want him. Peace out. See you later. Pretty close. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I'll, I'll take him back, but th three years, and then it's it, the the money's gonna have to. No, come Craig out. said he's not even resigning him for eighteen. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with that. What do you want? What do you want to resign him? Why don't you tell I us mean, that? What do you want? I mean, I, I want to see him have more all-purpose yards because he's not going to run between the tackles, right? So you're going to put him in space. I want to see him have what he had his rookie year. He had 980 yards of of receiving yards his rookie year. Okay, I so want to see him. So shift some of the numbers. Instead of going twelve six, go like eleven eight. I still want that. I still want the 1200 rushing and I want, <laughs> I, and I put it this. Okay. Zane, you know where he's getting a three-year deal for me. He's getting two with an yeah. option for a third year. If he matches his rookie rookie year. Okay. But, but at that point he's going to want more than three years. Now you, you're setting a different bar. He's not again, again, it, you, we're just asking, would you sign him? Okay. And to sign him, he's got to match his rookie year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anybody, any, any takers? Oh, I'll sure. take that. Yeah. Nikki, I apologize. I cut you off when you were about to go down that Daniel Jones uh, no, that's discussion okay. because then it veered for 12 minutes here. All no, right. We're going to get it. Was a good talk. It was a good talk. I didn't. Saquon's going to have a big year. I'll give you 2,000 all purpose. I'll, I'll buy into that. I definitely think he's going to get close to 1,200 rushing, and I can easily see him getting 800 there. They're going to use some of, but, but of like Alvin Kamara type thing going on, a better offense. Yeah, I'll take two. Yeah, I'll take that. He will resign. Right. I'm writing it down. Do you guys do that on this show? We do it on ours. We keep track. We, we, we uh, oh no, the belt. He's breaking the belt out. Put, oh. uh, my, championship, my championship prediction is he will have a great year and we will resign him. Green, uh, Zane, could you, would you be so kind to hold the belt up to the camera so everyone can actually see it, but turn it um, horizontal? Yeah. A little closer. Wow. Now go to your right, to your right. Good. A little higher. Perfect. Look at that thing. Wow. Zane is now uh, uh, considered the belt man. Yep, you can see my name, belt guy, not man. Oh, no, wait, guy. it's belt guy. My bad. Possibly, possibly belt man, because if license plate guy punches me in the face for taking the guy part, then I got to back off of that, right? So I got to respect yeah, what he does. True. Or you could be like, what about like belt dude? No, I'm not a dude kind of guy. All right. Uh, we're belt gonna guy. Be belt guy sounds fantastic. Belt like guy. Like cable guy. Yeah, well, like no, cable, exactly. not like cable guy. Correct. He's got a kick-ass beard to go with it. You got to teach yeah. Shane and you how to grow a beard, man, because he can't be an offensive lineman with a little. What, what was his, what's his name? Mustache. What, what name did they give him? Frenchy, nasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I want I want him to have like a Vi like Viking name or something like that, man. Who? Shane Lemieux. This is still besides the point. We really got to get onto this. Yeah, we deviated. Stuff. All right. Yes. And by the way, it's get the sun must be setting wherever Nikki is, and the oh. whole. Room the whole room got so I know. Dark. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> no, no, good. We can still see you. You're good. It was All nice right, and so, bright so on well, my For show. one, Nikki, tell me about the tell me about the podcast. Um 
Um, you know, I know you're the co-host of it. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold Tell on. me a little we bit about the podcast. Jump into podcast. She's gonna say something about Daniel Jones. Let's go. I know we're gonna give it John Jones, but I want I wanted her to at least talk about the podcast because you know it's like hey, she puts a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. I want to let people know. True. Yeah, no. So it's third and three podcast. We are live every Wednesday at seven, uh, except today we actually did it at six o'clock because my co-hosts are traveling. So we're not doing it tomorrow. We did it today. It is basically NFL year round. We do touch on NBA. We don't really talk any baseball or hockey, but we do get into college basketball and we are super competitive um, fantasy football. We do picks, we do betting. Um, it's just a good time. We don't rehearse anything. Um, you know, we kind of just go off the cuff. We do have some great guests on, um, from time to time, but it's a good time. It's, you know, we get our same viewers in the chat. Everybody jumps in, gives us a hard time. I hate on the Cowboys. Everybody comes after me. I did not put Dak Prescott in my top 10 and oh man, did I piss them off? I woke up to so much. I saw your top 10 list. Yes. Uh, I, oh, my God. My DMs are like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is why women shouldn't talk football. Oh, man. Uh, well, well, that's out of line. Oh, but yeah. Feel free to tweet those, those accounts on, on Twitter. Yeah, and let, just let, let me know about that's, those that's, guys. That's, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah, right. you see that everybody got a whole crew nope. behind me, you know? No, nobody, here, nobody here is dunking on Nikki because she didn't put Dak Prescott in there. Because, honestly, as a Giant fan, it's really hard to put Dak in your top 10. I mean, he – may be a top 12 quarterback or top 10, but just purely that he's a cowboy bumps him out of that spot. Well, I do have him. You know what it was? I had Derek Carr at 11 and I had Dak Prescott at 12. Um, so, you know, but I, I certainly pissed them off, but I, I take joy list. in pissing it's off. Your list. That's perfectly fine. It's your list and you're allowed to have that. That's fine. fine. But now so, okay, so Wednesday at seven o'clock, make sure you folks that are, um, yeah. you know, looking for more football, make sure you tune in to third, uh, third three and Nikki and I think um, you got a couple guys on there too. Um, two or three hosts you have on there with you, right? Yeah, it's three total. So it's myself, Jason Fearman, and Damian Adams. And uh, you know, we kind of started it out of the pandemic. We've known each other for a while, just being in fantasy league together and picks leagues together. And you know, right when the world shut down, there were no sports, nothing to do. So we just kind of hopped on a podcast together. And uh, it kept growing, and people liked it, and here we are two years later. Love it. Love it. Uh, Let's see. Housekeeping-wise, I want to mention, too, Fan Fest is coming up. Training camp is coming up. Um, I have 12 passes that I'm going to be giving away for training camp, whoever wants to go. We're going to brainstorm a little bit of an idea on how we give them away. Well, Zane, you're going to come with me, so you're okay. I'll be there. I'll be covering some training camp days for Jersey Sporting News. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah, Uh, if you would be so kind, we're going to – so last year at FanFest, we broadcasted or streamed live from the parking lot. Um, We're going to do that again this year, but I'm going to get a – mobile hotspot because the the uh wi-fi in the parking lot sucks so so if you're around the parking lot you know uh we're gonna be there we're gonna have zane and chris and the rest of the guys are gonna be there we'll be there at least four to six days so let's make sure we connect when you're there yeah um and then let's bridge this topic since you're so passionate about it um you like for instance you mentioned about you know Derek carr i like Derek carr i think he's a gamer I think, you know, he's definitely very underrated. Um, and you definitely hopped right on the fact that Jones wasn't the guy. Tell me a little bit about what's put you in that position. Were you always a non-Jones guy or just, hey, the body of work isn't there? 
Um, yeah, I just don't think you draft quarterbacks out of Duke, right? And this is a perfect example and reason why. Um, and the body work is not there. We've yet to get a full, healthy season out of him. He has flashes of greatness. And, yeah, I see he's building some, you know, chemistry with Wandale Robinson. That's great and all. Um Finally, John Mayer said, like, hey, we have not addressed this offensive line. So I'll give him a little bit of a benefit of a doubt with a, a new offensive line. And now we have new coaching staff, new coordinator, that Jason Garrett uh, offense from 1942 where, like, we could even predict the plays was just – it was literally painful, painful. to watch. Like, painful. absolutely painful to watch. Um I'm not rooting for Daniel Jones to fail as a Giants fan. Obviously not. I just don't think he's the guy. And I think if you watch enough football, you can tell pretty quickly. So I don't think he ever really was the guy. Um, I just think the way they handled this quarterback transition has been terrible. And I'm not going to be mad if we see Tyrod Taylor. I'm a Tyrod Taylor fan. And I wish he's had like a series of unfortunate events happen to him. So if we see him, I'm not mad at it. But no, I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. Just don't see it. Can I ask you this, Nikki? What would Daniel Jones have to do? Because I mean, I think a lot of people are, are, even if they're Jones supporters, they're on the fence. In your opinion, what would Jones have to do? What would his season have to look like next year uh, for him to get that, that, you know, franchise quarterback status and earn that next contract. Well, how about let's start with just get a full season in. Like, let's just do that. We have yet to see that. We're judging him every year off of like, you know, what, six, seven, eight games. And no, I know the supporting cast around him hasn't been good, but I mean, just can you make something happen? I'm not even asking for a lot, but can we make something happen? You know, you you know, you sit here, you watch like Jalen Hurts, and, so, and I'm like, my God, like this would why? Why can't we just have a, like a decent quarterback? It's just it's I'm not. Gonna throw, I'm gonna throw Jalen bus uh, Jalen Hurts under the bus here, just because I hate the Eagles like you hate the Cowboys. I hate them way more. Yeah, um, well, I hate the Eagles too. I hate them way more though. Like it's not even close. No, uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I hate you. I'm from Jersey, right? There's there's a there's a geographical hate that Eagles fans is brutal. Yeah. So the thing with Jalen Hurts is his coach is smart enough to know that when you have a top five offensive line and he can run that way, I'm just gonna design runs. Because yeah. when that boy turned one dimensional, the Giants had four picks off him. San Francisco in the playoffs had him completely locked down because he couldn't throw it. So I mean, from, from that, I'm just taking a shot at the Eagles. Not Jalen Hurts, the person. I like you. I want you to succeed just in a different jersey. <laughs> he's so yeah, lucky I mean, to he's, succeed. He's not much of a right. thrower. Yet, right? I mean, he, he can absolutely – the talent is there. But, again, it's how you get molded. Again, what does your coaching staff do? To Nikki's point, I feel like if Daniel Jones even had a shot, I think we've already ruined the guy. I think yeah. he's like – his processing has probably been ruined. One read, all this other – I don't know if he can overcome it in just one year because that's yeah. all you're basically doing. He's got a one-year shot to yeah. reverse everything. That's a lot to ask of anybody, especially Nikki, can, I, can I ask you this as well? Do you think Giants fans – I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think Giants fans have a lower threshold for what they expect out of quarterbacks because the Giants were able to win Super Bowls with the likes of Eli Manning and Phil Simms uh, and, and Haas Stetler? And don't get me wrong, Eli's a Hall of Famer. Sims, he's always going to be a guy on the cusp. But it's like we never – the Giants never quite had that Elway Montana type player. Uh, you know, do you think Giants fans might look at an average season next year and be like, oh, this is good enough, and then Twitter will be up in arms? Or I don't know what your thoughts are going to – expectations are going to be for that. Yeah, no, I, I don't think an average season is, is good enough at this point. I, I really don't. I think the fan base is just 
a lot of us have just had it, right? It's like, it just, you know, the season's over by Halloween or week one of October every single year for like seven, eight years in a row. So no, I actually think an average season's not going to do it. You know, I don't, I just, if you're a real fan, then you're not even, you're not going to be happy with an average season. I, the only thing I'll say is if we see incremental progress, then that's fine. Like if we're progressively getting better and, you know, we're minimizing turnovers and mistakes, stuff like that. Um, but nah, I just, no, I don't think an average yeah. season. And I don't want to see it beyond the stats. Can he slide? Can he get off the one read where he just sticks to his guy? Can he move around that way? Can he throw a little bit better on the run? For some reason, when this guy doesn't play action, he just loses all mechanics and he's yeah, absolutely garbage outside the pocket. And it shocks yeah. me because his mechanics are pretty good. Like he's so good at the, out of the pocket. When he comes out of it, it's just, I don't know. He can't sense to play around him. That's his other big issue too. And then, you know, it, it's like you, you, you couple of, I, I just feel like if he does have like an average season and one of the sports writers came on the show to talk about this, and I forget who it was, Craig, you got to remind me, but uh, Don Levy. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen is if he has an average season because half the Giants fans are going to say he should come back. You know, that's good enough. He improved from last year. And the other half are going to be, you know, well, look, that we that's four years he never proved greatness. Why would you re-sign a quarterback? When we interviewed Orlovsky from ESPN, he said, you know, he was kind of thinking he could be an eight, around an 18th-ranked quarterback, kind of like a Tannehill light. And then, as the, and then this year came and he had injured and didn't play, and then we interviewed – Ryan uh, Dunleavy from the uh, post and he had said, you know, you want him to ball out or have a terrible year because if he has an okay year, they're going to franchise him and he's going to wind up being around for another year. You still don't know who your quarterback is. Um, The hardest thing I think with Jones too is like, you know, it's kind of like a David Carr scenario where if you get hit enough and you get blasted enough or you know, you start seeing ghosts and you got a lot of people around your feet when they're not really there. You think they're there. You know, you're fumbling, you're rushing the ball. You're not reading more than the, the main hot read. You're not looking off. You know, he's got a lot of things. John Mary did say, hey, we did screw up this kid. I know there are plenty of people out there that think that's just BS from the owner. Um, but realistically, if his name isn't Daniel Jones and it's anybody else, you would say, yeah, you, you guys screwed this guy up. Let's say he came from UCLA or he came from Stanford. Like they still screwed this kid up, you know, with, you know, just bad players around him, just bad players. They, around did. Him. they did. But no matter what happens next year, look, if he didn't prove it, if, if he just because he has a bad surrounding cast, if he does not prove at any at all in a four year stretch, uh, the ability to play at an elite level, got to move on. And we can't. Right. Forward so let's do this. Nikki, who's the quarterback for the Giants in 2023? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Probably Daniel Jones, because you guys are right. If he, I don't know, let's say they have eight, nine, ten wins. Yeah, probably. Zane, who's the quarterback in 2023? Me. No, that's terrible. It should absolutely not be me. Okay. Um, probably probably Tyrod Taylor bridging a rookie. So you think they're going to draft one this come April? I do, because I just don't think he can change it in a year, man. I'm sorry. Unless, the, if, again, if it's that scenario where it's just like average to whatever and they just franchise him, okay, whatever. But really and truly, I just don't think he can turn that much around. It's asking, the, it's really asking a lot. He gives, you know what kind of vibes he gives me? I'll give you a name. Blake Bortles, man. He gives me so many Blake Bortles vibes all the time. Little flash rookie, we can't give up on him. Sneaks into playoffs, has one good run, gets a three-year deal, flops right out. Spartan, give it to me. 
Will Levis out of Kentucky. So you think Will Levis is going to be the quarterback in 2023? He's my guy. Or even or or Tyrod as a as a uh, a bridge. We don't need a bridge. You know, we'll figure it out if we can play. Let's just no win the freaking ball game, get an elite quarterback, and just go from there. Damn. And to to Nikki's point, that's what they're gonna do, right? They're gonna win just enough games to have yeah. to give up too much to go yeah. get a QB. Yeah, they will. They'll win just enough games to have them. Oh, look, well, I, then I, you can find me at a bar very late that night as I watch us get the third quarterback yeah. option in the draft. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's, let's do this. Um, that is, I mean, it's a lot of good points. I mean, I know I've heard a lot of will love us. I heard people don't like them. There's, uh, the kid from Miami. Yeah. What's the Miami kid's name? Van Dyke. Yeah. And then there's a kid from Boston college. I mean, there's a, there, there are five or six really, you know, good quarterbacks. I'm not I mean, the other one, the other one that's pressing is the Ohio state guy. Yeah. There's still Stroud and there's still I'm, Hall. I am not, I'm, I'm in the minority. I'm not a Stroud guy. I, I, I I'm not. I'm not either. I, I do have a thing against quarterbacks that play elite it. programs against insufficient competition, and it's proven Ohio State quarterbacks. Uh, you know, when they go to teams careful, that aren't very good in the NFL, careful, careful what you say, stuff. Spartan, because you know what you're going to get. You're going to get this tomorrow. Scout the player, not the helmet. I get it all. Scout the player, not the helmet. You're like the better the quarterback performs against Michigan State, the worse they turn out in the NFL. I promise you. (laughs) I know, I know. And he just he put up 59 on the Spartans last year, man. So he's not going to cut it in the NFL. Um. All right. So let's do this. Let's tie it up with this one. You're listening to another episode of the Giants guys, brought to you by Astroflave. By the way, which is our sponsor? All you guys that are into CrossFit, pounding plates. Whether you're, you know, you're a uh, heavy gym rat, weekend warrior, whatever, Astroflave, uh, New Jersey company, Jersey Strong, five locations, New Age Supplement Company, their sponsor of our show. I want to make sure I give them a good pop because guess what? It's called Astroflave because the flavor is out of this world. It's not that chalky, crappy crap that you buy in a big box store. You cannot buy it in a big box store. Astroflave will be sent right to your house. They have unbelievable supplements on any level you want. The chocolate peanut butter cup is technically my favorite, but um, I think you guys should look for yourself. It's astroflave.com. Follow them on Twitter. And they're on Amazon. You can find them on Amazon too. So So definitely check those guys out. We love them. They support us. um, And we all use their products. I use it as a meal replacement because I'm too busted. Like I can't do a whole lot of lifting anymore because I need like nine surgeries, but it's a great meal replacement. Um, there's no junk in it, no no extra sugar. So thanks for the Astroflave folks. NYGiantsRush.com. Check out all the content up there. Uh, Michael Stewart, The Truth, and um, you know Chris, John, those guys have the day off. Let's wrap this up with this. Give me how many wins. Give me how many wins you're expecting from the Giants in 2022. Spartan, going to start with you. How many am I expecting? We got a bell curve right now. I'm saying that middle point is tipping right at the uh, seven and a half game mark. So seven or eight. That's a betting man right there at seven and a half, folks. Um, go ahead, Nikki. What What do you got for me? Give me Give me some juicy. Um, I'm gonna go nine. Oh, oh, I I got like chills. Oh. <laughs> now I'm gonna go nine because I. They're going to win just enough to get really excited. And nine Daniel wins. Jones is nine gonna wins is going to put them in the playoffs. No, we have. No oh, no, way. we're going to miss the playoffs. Like, this is going to be some fluke win that afternoon that puts us out of contention. You know, come on, Craig. 
Well, nine wins. I mean, like you're, you know, with the 17 games, you're, it's just nine wins. You're right. Could not, could technically keep you on the outside. Stupid Remember, we won, we won 10 games, I think twice and we're on the outside. No, it was yeah, once. But it, yeah. saws, eh? Those were some fun years, weren't they? Hey, you're welcome, buddy. New York Giants. Yeah, I'm like well, I'm writing this down. Go to bed with that thought. I, I am writing this down because I don't know eight, nine wins, man. That just wow, that's so cool. Nine wins would feel so good. We a lot of fun. We'd all be having so much more fun. Yeah, we'd have we'd have a winning season. You know what it's like trekking to the stadium every week, and then it's like winter and it's snowy, or it's Monday night. And it's like two in the morning, and I'm still driving home because I'm like down here by Usain. We're all like, you don't care. You're only gonna get like two hours of sleep that night. You just doesn't matter. I'm too poor poor for that weekend, weekend experience. I'll just be at home, bro. All (laughs) right, Zane. I'm going to pay to see losers for all these years. Oh Oh, well, I'm a. I I support my crew, win or loss. Um, Oh, look at me. I'm just saying. I support them. I go. I cannot go. I mean, like it feel it would feel. I give listen. I support them too. I watch them on TV. They get ad revenue. It's a win-win. And eat a big mountain of buffalo wings while you're doing yeah, it because yeah. it's cheaper to do. But that we don't have a buffalo wing sponsor, so we can't do that. Um, uh, Zane, how many wins? Oof. I think they'll actually do well against the division this year. So. Nikki said nine, right? I think she's kind of on track, but I don't want to give the same number, so I'll say, I'll say ten. Screw it. Oh, dude, you might as well just get up, put the belt on right now, and like walk around with the belt on because you just said, I said ten. <laughs> oh, I love you, shouldn't you be like doing some kind of like flex or something like that? Yeah. I flex, man. Like I got chicken nuggets to flex, like. All right, oh. I'm writing it. I'm writing this down right now. I like chicken nuggets, baby. All right, so I, <laughs> I gotta say, I'm impressed with all of you because, um, you know, they won four games last year. Yeah, it's a humongous leap with yeah. all new staff. Is it though? Like, is it though? No. Yeah. The Bengals just went to the Super Bowl and they were complete scrubs the year before. And, and here, wait, and wait, here's who was? Here's why. Here's why I'll say, is it though? Out of those four wins, how many could have gone either way? Early Realistically, they were probably at six, maybe seven, right? Realistically, yeah. they could have gotten six. I remember that that second half of the season was a complete tanker at that point. Like, yeah. we had no talent out there. So realistically, yeah, they had four. Realistically, they were probably closer to six. Improved uh, offensive line and offense. Four nice wins, they beat threat. good teams last year. I don't All think right. it's like a super stretch. You guys are beating me up. I see. All what right, Craig, what's your lousy answer to put a complete damper on yeah, me? Yeah, go ahead. Four. What do you say? Two. <laughs> I have to say eleven to no, keep no, 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 no. You know what, Dude. Craig? Say eleven. Just do me a favor and say eleven. Come 17 on. Seventeen to no, Craig. Do it. It's never coming out of my mouth. Bet the house. Um, I got. I gotta say, like you said, I didn't. I, I'm with Zane on not giving the same answer because I was thinking I was leaning on seven. But since now we're playing this game that we're gonna that like of of who says what. Um, I'm going with eight wins. Um, I'm, I'm going with eight wins because That's I Mike's think number like, though you can't take Mike's number. He said eight. He said yeah. seven and a half. That's eight. Well, that that rounds up to eight. That's a mathematical. No, you can't pick that. How do you win half a game, Craig? <laughs> yeah, you can't win half a game, Craig. I'm not. I'm not. You know, but he said seven and a half. So no, he's, he not, com- he's not. Committing. Yeah, drop the, drop he's the not committing to eight, or he would have said eight. That's semantics. It's what I do best, baby. Um, 
Craig, I can't Fine. defend you. Me, I'll take the un- I'll take the under seven. Son I of a talk. Oh, that's even worse. How could you? <laughs> because you wouldn't let me take my original, so I had to cave and I had to go with the under. So but by the way, that's we got still eight, nine, ten here. So I mean, somebody's yeah. either going to be happy or we're all going to be sad. That's all it is. YouTube channels, the Giants guys, make sure you get on there and you subscribe. People, for Before us, go, please just hit the button, subscribe. Before we go, I'm going to throw a quick couple questions at Nikki because she mentioned fantasy football. So I'm going to throw some real quick. Go ahead, hurry up. But don't, don't think, do it. Don't In five more here, minutes, right? her whole room's going to be black. You're not going to see know. her anymore. <laughs> but we can see her, so it's fine. Forget the room, right? We can see her. We're all good. So give me quick names. If you have to take somebody in fantasy from the Giants at each position, forget QB because you only got like one option, right? Give me a wide receiver, running back. Give me a tight end. Just give me names that you, if you had to take from fantasy from the Giants, who are you taking? And then on defense, like, nobody. On defense, no, no, I'm probably to, right? not. On I'm defense. probably not taking any Giants. And also, I'm I. So here's the thing. I'm actually very good at fantasy football and my, I know my enemies are watching. So you know what? I'm taking everybody. Go ahead. Take Sterling Shepard. Go ahead. Take Saquon, you know, so that I'm, looking her. She's all strategic. I, I'm throwing. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say who, who I'd actually take because I got a couple drafts coming up and I know they're going to try to. Okay. Show okay. okay. So yeah, wait, who, would you, who would you suggest for people who want to pick up giants? Forget if you're going to or not. Who would you suggest at those positions that would have any value worth taking? Okay, that's a better question. Who has value? You know, Saquon might have some value. I would go Saquon. I don't hate that. RB2? Yeah, I don't hate it. Galladay? No, I, I can't stand him. No. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm with you. I can't stand him. He is the laziest Yes. Wide receiver, he wants yes. to sit here and complain. Yes. You can't lay out for shit. You know, yes. I know you didn't like it. You're getting in beef with the head coaches. You don't like the offense. So you know what? You were the same way in Detroit too. You got all this money to do nothing. So okay, Craig is. Uh, why did we start the show with this? This is the take we should have started the show with. Nikki, where's this been all game? Like, yeah. Wait, you know what do you mean? No, I do this on my show all the time. Somebody says one thing and just like go off. Dude, but I did just do that off. on my what show. Are, what are other words that well, set you off? First, wait, first of all, a lot. Well, you guys don't know me like that yet, so I was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, where she's warming up to us, right? Fair enough. Um, the first thing I got to know is like Zane might be in one of your fantasy leagues under a different name and he was trying to sabotage. Exactly. That's what I mean. People do that to me. So you trust I, no one. So I, I, I appreciate she took, she was very strategic. It took the high road there and she nails the $74 million wide receiver that does nothing. Every time camp comes around, he's got the red Jersey on. Like you, I'm, I'm totally with her. That cat is a way to cash. Do you do IDP leagues or just straight up defense? What did you say? Do you do IDP leagues? The straight up defense. The straight up defense. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Uh, one, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, make sure you you know you follow the uh, uh, her on her podcast with her folks because they're actually very good at what they do and they're on Wednesday at seven o'clock and you guys should definitely tune in for them. Make sure you're checking out and following Zane and Spartan and the rest of our guys. Please, if you want to get involved with the Ring of Honor, it is the Monday night game against Dallas. If you want to walk in wearing a Leonard Marshall shirt, let's go. 
people. I mean, Mark seriously. Thompson, I know you want that Leonard Marshall autograph shirt. All right. Well, if you want the autograph version, like I said, I'm going to do half autograph, half Don. But the the uh, the money goes to a super cool charity, which is the Leonard Marshall Foundation, which is all about safety on college campuses. So we're going to donate the uh, proceeds uh, up to the shirts. So one of you want to walk in and support Leonard Marshall. Second uh, all-time in tackles, third all-time in sacks. is finally going to the Ring of Honor. You want to show up or you just want to rep, rep it at home, okay? And like, you know, rock it at home. Please let us know because um, we're going to we, – we've ordered them up and we hope we can get them into your hands. And then we can donate some cool money to a super cool – I think Wait, we're are we, cool are we take, are you Are, are you going to have any of those shirts ready for FanFest? Are we having English shirts out there? It's going to be super close, man, because okay. they're supposed to come in like that Thursday, like the day before. So if it's one day late, we're going to miss the fan fest. Okay. So it's it's cutting them really close, right? Because, um, you know, I had to, uh, you know, get them made, shipped out, get them in, but we'll be close. So, but if you want a shirt, autographed or non-autographed, it's $20 for a regular shirt, $35 for the autographed one. Um, please let us know, okay? And, of course, Giants guys. Brought to you by Astroflav. Check us out. The YouTube channel, Giants guys. Um, and, you know, what a better guest that, like, ends the, ends the show on, like, saying how bad T Kenny Galladay is. Pretty awesome, yes. huh? Yes. One of my I didn't many epic rants. You guys tune into third and three. If you like me getting set off, it really doesn't take much. So my whole show is me ranting most of the time. Nikki, uh, you, if you had to choose between Daniel Jones and, and Dak Prescott, who is it? For what? Playing a quarterback. For just a team? Just a team. Yeah, so no, obviously Jack Prescott. I'm not, you know, not just an checking. idiot. Just no. I just sometimes listen, when it can't when it can't when it comes to like like Zane said, when it comes to Eagles, I I'd rather start Blake Bortles, according to Zane, than have an Eagles be a starting on, on my team anyway. I hate so. all of them. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, right? Yeah, they're the uh, worst. Listen, for the record, I, I like Philadelphia. They got great restaurants, great theater. They do. No, no, no knock on the city geographically whatsoever. I'm speaking about the inhabitants. Ah, hey, I don't hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles fans. This is for watching closing credits, everybody. Yeah, thanks for watching another episode of the Giants, guys. Peace.